dude, you just spent a week back at the seminary. I did, yeah. So what was I, that? last week I was at the seminary. We had our, uh, I think the official title is Pastoral Year Debriefing Week. Sounds exhilarating. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, Do tell me. Do tell me. No, well, so first, seriously, it was a really good week. Um, my all the seminarians who are in pastoral year who are in my class. Yeah. We come back together. We get to hang out. Yeah. Uh, shared a few beers. Uh, Classic. We had a, a really nice dinner at this one restaurant one in night Houston? in Houston. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time cool. on that, on that end. And we, we had a presentations from each of the seminarians about their case study. Which could have been terrible, right? But were actually oh the case studies pretty themselves. Awesome. Yeah, well, it could have been really boring, right? Like you'd have been just sitting there dying. The so how does that work? Everyone just picks something that was like kind of tough for them in their well, pastoral year. No, not necessarily tough, but something that they learned a lot about, or something that their pastor had them do, or something that their pastor wanted them to learn about. Like one guy did, um, what's it called? when you risk mitigation for like a building, like that was part of his pastoral year. His pastor kind of assigned him to be on this committee for their building in Houston. And wow. Yeah. So he learned a a fair amount about like (laughs) how terribly built this one building was. Like there's like two exits. And so if, uh, you know, it's, there's no (laughs) way. So it needs some more exits. Yeah. Basically there's no way to fix it. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Um, there's folks who talked about like migration and immigration. Oh, interesting. And, uh, folks who talked about uh, Quinto Encuentro. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so it's was, it was really cool. Um, nice. They, they, those presentations could have been really boring, but they were done in a way that turned into discussion. And uh, it actually was pretty informative. Oh, that's I, great. Much more than I um, – I have faith in my classmates, but – like sometimes when it's an academic thing like that mm-hmm. and you're doing all sorts of other stuff, it can be pretty easy to kind of just not yeah. buy in. Yeah. So, totally. Yeah. Yeah. What was yours on? Uh, can you say? I don't know if you can say. Of course, yeah. Oh. Media in parish minister. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, so I talked about what we've been doing here at St. Louis. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it was cool to get to talk about it. I shared our awesome welcome video nice and and it was not on our part but i was disappointed because the the technology there at the seminary didn't allow me to play sound while i was it was one of those things where i was just like uh, Wait, so you could like play the video i played the video welcome and then i talked over the video as the video was playing Wait, like you talked the words of the no, video? No, no, oh, come on. I, I wasn't like imitating. Like, <laughs> like I thought that that would have been hilarious. Well, it would have been. Yeah. Oh, dude, we should make a bad lip reading of <laughs> of the welcome video. Oh, we should pick a coffee with the collars and do a bad lip reading of that. Oh, that would be hilarious. That would be. That would be cool. really funny. People would love it. Um, the people give the people what they want give people give the people what they well want. good i'm glad it was a good time and i'm glad you get to be with your boys yeah so that was hang good. out um yeah cool. also uh i guess kind of our 
are we going to this point where we're going to be like, this is our topic for today? No, I thought you said also. I thought you were about to say something. Well, no, I was going to say also in relation to our topic today. Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Bad transitions. It's cool. Terrible transitions. No, no, it was well, not a completely off. Not It's not a non sequitur. Part of uh, what we did there was petition for candidacy uh, at the seminary. Okay. Yeah. So you texted me and you said, I want to talk about candidacy on the podcast. And I was like, what is candidacy? Because at first I was like, does he want to talk about being candid? Like candidacy. Then he would have said candidness. Candidate. I was very confused. So what is that? And what is this? So this yeah. is a part of your seminary and journey. Journey. Right. Yeah. Tell me more. So a uh, candidacy. I'm about to learn today. Is um, basically you petition your bishop to admit you to the state of being a candidate for holy orders. Oh, okay. And uh, you say in the letter was, so, okay. So let's back up along the way to ordination. There's a lot of different steps, right? Mm -hmm. So the first step would be like, you ask the vocation director, Hey, can we talk? And then you say, Oh, I want to apply for seminary. And then he hands you a huge packet to apply for seminary. Don't you have to, like, write your life story? Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. The uh, life story. The life story. You got to write the life story. You got to, like, get everything, every grade you've ever gotten. Uh, you know, in a, No, I'm kidding. But, uh, you know, like, high school, college, all that stuff. Okay. Um, you've got to get a, like, psych exam. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that already yeah, in another yeah. episode. Uh, you got to do like a physical health exam, stuff like that. So you do all those things. Okay. Uh, and then like you sign, like, I want to go to seminary basically. And, and, uh, you just like applying for yeah, college. Yeah. Like applying for college. Yeah. Right. So then you do that. Then you go to seminary and each year you write a self-evaluation and you sign it and you, you have a, like a formal evaluation by the faculty and you sign that and you it all gets sent to the bishop and they're like are they like checks on the on the process well yeah like- yeah i mean like sort of so it's like steps up a ladder in a way um and so when you get to the final four or five years of seminary you start petitioning for uh being installed as particular things in the church so okay. like for example I was installed my first year at St. Mary's as a lector. Okay. So I'm a lector for the entire church. Like gotcha. no one has to commission me to be a lector. Right? You can go do a reading anywhere in the it, world. Yes. Yeah. As long as I know the language. Right. Right. Uh, uh, and, you know, but more than that, like it's a call to um, be steeped in the word of God and, and that kind of proclaim thing. Proclaim so it. Like, proclaim it with my lives sure. to teach the faith as part of being a lector. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I petitioned. So in that, I wrote a letter, right, to the bishop, mm-hmm. Bishop Joe, and said, um, it's like a specific format, but basically I, I, I'm petitioning for the installation as a lector, mm-hmm. I, you know, because of this, this, and this, and, um, you know, all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And then the same thing for acolyte. So acolyte is one who has care of kind of like things related to the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So... I don't have to be installed as an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I'm I, I'm the either the most ordinary of the extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion, or the least ordinary of the ordinary 
ministers of communion. Chew on that. It, probably the the former rather <laughs> than the latter. But uh, so you know, like if a deacon was there, he would always distribute communion instead of me. Right. But um, yeah. But you so, would distribute before before a normal labor. Yeah. So. Even someone who's commissioned as an extraordinary minister. You know, all things, all else being equal, right? Um, and there's a call to, um, particularly for the acolyte to dedicate one's life to the service of the, of the altar. Right. And to, to really eat. So like, even if I had discerned out of seminary after these things, that, that would still be valid. Right. That would still be a part of who Will Rooney Mm -hmm. is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the same thing kind of happens with candidacy. Candidacy is... Um, saying there's some different interpretations of it, but the way that our seminary down in Houston kind of sees it is it's saying um, basically discernment is done, Mm. right? Like when I write the letter to the bishop, what I said in the letter was, uh, or I should say not discernment is done. Discernment on my part is, 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 pretty much like i'm committed unless the unless the uh the church says no right Right. you know so i mean it's always in reference to the church like i'm not i'm not the only one discerning here the church is discerning me and ultimately bishop joe is discerning whether i should be a a priest of the diocese of austin right exactly um so but uh the line that it was kind of it was kind of frustrating a little bit because they gave us we knew that we were going to petition for candidacy, but they gave us the petition. It's like a like about a page uh-huh. long typed, and you part of the deal is you you have to handwrite it. Yeah, you cannot. You, you sent me a picture of that today, and I was like, "You have really bad handwriting." No, no, I was like, uh, "Man, that's a lot of cursive." I can't remember the last time I wrote in cursive. Well, you don't have to have to write in cursive, but like it's a. I, I guess it's just been the tradition of the church since they started, like, actually yeah. <laughs> doing these things. Yeah, I'm uh, sure people are listening and like, oh, these kids can't write cursive. What's wrong with them? It, I learned how to write cursive. Yeah. I and mean, I wrote in cursive for, like, till eighth grade. I well, stopped the first time I wrote one of these petitions, uh, the lady who checked, like, there's someone who reads through them and makes sure you actually wrote <laughs> what it said. What it says. Uh, like, what's up, Bishop Jones? Yeah. Uh, she, um, she called me in and she was like, uh, you need to fix this letter. You need to fix this, like, because I can't read it right here. Oh. I was like, that's clearly my R. And she was like, <laughs> no, that looks like an N. And I was like, nope, I'm not changing that. Like, what well, for the it, letter of the picture that you sent me? No, not oh, that one. Different one. There was one thing that I had to change in that because uh-huh. I like wrote, I was writing the word candidate. I did see that, it and I couldn't. Smudgy, smudgy. And it got a little smudge there because I wrote I wrote it wrong the yeah. first time, and I was like. Oh. <laughs> let's see if i can make this work uh but she had some white out so um That's good. no but you you have to um you have to hand write it and so it becomes we we got it the night before we had to turn it in which mm-hmm. was kind of the kind of frustrating because oh, it was so like we got there at yeah. nine o'clock and they gave us the thing and said this needs to be done by eight o'clock tomorrow morning holy cow uh yes yeah, so, the church is not perfect. No, uh, neither is the seminary. Yeah, very clearly. Um, I love the seminary, but yeah. there it, certainly there's those moments where you're just like, this could have been so much better planned. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. So in the letter, uh, it says, "Well, as you're writing this, even though I didn't have a ton of time to write it, like 
it's pretty profound if you if you pay attention to what it's saying. Uh, and the only thing I can possibly liken it to is like a like getting engaged. Yeah. Like real. I and I you don't I didn't really think about it when I when I went to the seminary. Mm. Um, but I mean, so the the act of candidacy itself would be like getting engaged. Should the title of this episode be Will's Engaged? <laughs> Probably not. No, that would be when I actually get the because the the church has to accept my say yes. Oh, okay. All right. right. So Will's, like it's Will's proposing. Well, yeah. I think that that'll, that'll be, be hilarious. Quick clickbait. What the kids call Will's it. proposing. Yeah. No. So, but in the letter it says, "I wish to dedicate my life." Uh-huh. This is my the words that I. I um, it says, I declare that I wish to dedicate my life to the service of the church for the glory of God and for the good of souls. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and that I will foster that vocation in myself until, you know, until I, I get ordained, right? And then afterwards, forever. Yeah, till you die. Till I die. Yeah, dude, that's a big deal. So it's a, it's a real... Um, you know, and it was so interesting because I, like, that's a, that's a huge statement. Mm-hmm. And when I think about it, there's, there is a part of me that's like, holy crap, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, and I think you, well, I don't know. Why do you think you think that? No. Well, because I mean, that's, I think that that's certainly not, not of God, right? I think it's fear. What? Right? I mean, so, it's like, oh, can I do this? Well, there's a rec, there's part of it that's from God, right? Like there's a recognition of like the it's awesome mm-hmm. craziness that what, of what's happening right there. Um, especially once I like actually get installed as a candidate mm-hmm. in August, uh, we'll have to do a podcast in August. So cool. point about this, Sounds good. but, um, it's quite a, a statement. Um, but you know, it was also like, this is what I want. I, you know, and I'm, I am ready to commit my life to this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously a big decision. It's a big commitment, right? Yeah. Um, and there is some fear, but I think that's normal for everything. Even if you are very sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, there's, it's always scary to make a decision Yeah. because you're saying, you're saying yes to one thing, but you're saying no to a lot of other things. Yeah. And it, yeah, someone, and we want to be so open to like the possibility of anything. Happening. Of everything. Yeah. That it I don't, shuts us down. Yeah. To no. Everything. It, yeah. We stay we, open to everything. Yeah. When we, we know, what is that saying? If we say yes to everything, we're really saying that we're saying yes like, to nothing. No, we're like saying no to something. I don't know. Whatever. You, you, you can't do the particular thing if you say yes to everything. Right. And that's the way life works, right? Yeah. Like it, it, you, you know, it's forsaking all others, right? You know, that you, in the example of marriage, for example, like you, you choose this one woman, right? Or this one man, you know, uh, the good of marriage would not be possible mm-hmm. if you didn't choose a woman yeah. or a right? Like it's, right. people think like, Oh, I'm saying no to everybody else, but it's like, Actually, by well, saying you, yes I mean, to one thing, you're opening up a whole new world right. where you, you can operate and live. Right? I mean, you are saying no, right? Yes. Like you're saying no to other th- oh, yeah. other things, yeah. but you're saying no for the sake of saying yes, right? Rather than saying um, a yes that's not actually a, a true committed yes. Yeah. I think this is a – I mean, I, I know that this happens in my own reality all the time with like day-to-day stuff, but – commitment is like it's a it's a difficult thing on it's a hard. you know because you 
there's always something you're always asking yourself the question what could there be yeah and i think i mean commitment's hard on different levels right like it's it's hard to um for me it's like hard to get up when i say i'm gonna get up Mm. like for work i'm like all right i'm gonna wake up at this time and i'm gonna get in to work at this time yeah and then i'm always like well i mean like no one's depending on me right now i can hang right exactly like i'm working late like whatever it's fine yeah and i mean those things are true it's not it's fine um but it's just like because there's no one there to hold me accountable right and there's no one there to be like hey you said you were going to do this and you're not there um it's harder in that sense. Like, so on, on one hand, commitment needs some accountability, but on the other hand, it's like big decisions like this. I mean, maybe some of your dudes in seminary had some stuff to say about commitment, but big decisions are, they're intimidating, yeah. you know, because they're, they could be life changing and because they make us go outside of ourselves into an unknown and scary yeah. place that, uh, we're just, we don't, we don't know anything about. Yeah. I mean, did your did your guys at seminary have anything to say about? Were they all excited in general to sign it? Yeah, I mean, I think life? I think I didn't hear anyone who was like, "I'm not excited for this." Well, you know, we I, one of the things that we, I guess we didn't really talk about it a ton. A few of us did, mm-hmm. and um, those few that I talked to specifically, they were very, they're very excited. They were yeah. into it. Yeah, I mean, for Good. sure. I think it's really important to be able to for us to practice like commitment over and over again like with little things so that we can say yes to the the bigger yeah it's like practicing yeah virtue right it's like creating a habit commitment though i mean it's just it's such a ah, i hate to be like the world hates commitment but i mean it does right like people are always going from job to job people are going from relationship to relationship it's like we live in a very transient world i don't really think we grasp the impact that we have on each other um or the loss of impact that we – like the loss of the good that's associated with sticking something out. You yeah, know? like even – and I'm not saying people need to stay in terrible jobs, but like if – you know. Yeah. Millennia, my friends leave jobs after two years just because they're like, I'm bored. Yeah. I want something new. And it's like, but didn't you like build a bunch of relationships there and get yeah. to know people? And like you're just starting. Or – well, I mean maybe this isn't the way with all jobs, but like – aren't you becoming more excellent at your job? Right. You know, like that you can do more with less. And, and Grant, I know people work, you know, crazy. jobs on the side yeah. to, to, you know, yeah. And those are like, those are kind of transition jobs and those are, that's, that's fine. But it's just like, there's gotta be some sense of stability. When I was coming out of echo, I had been moving around so much, just like traveling back and forth from school to home, traveling back and forth from yeah. Notre Dame to Houston, Houston to Chicago. I was just, always on the move and so the next step i took i told myself i was like i need to stay there for like some time yeah for you an know. extended period not and i'm not talking like 10 or 15 years maybe but like i was like i gotta give it five years yeah i gotta give one place five years yeah. um because it's like i'm tired of saying goodbye to people i meet i'm tired of saying <laughs> goodbye to jobs i'm tired of you know i'm just tired of the constant transitions which I know your life is full of those right now yeah. and has been for a long time. What makes us crave this kind of steady life and what makes other people just like push it away and shut it? I mean, maybe some people's personalities are different. Maybe they need some excitement or some sort of, but we all need stability and we all need consistency, especially yeah. in relationships. Yeah. And I, 
Am I wrong? I don't know. No, well, I think that a lot of a lot of people just haven't ever maybe experienced that. Maybe. I mean, right? Like, there's. I mean, people move all the time. Yeah. Right. And so, if you never experienced like what happens when you're in a place for a long time, or where you really get to know people, even as a kid, right? Yeah. Um. Maybe it's just not. You don't even know it, right? I, I don't know. And so there's. There's like a missing piece there or if you're jumping around all the time and or if, you, yeah. if you're chasing – well, I mean I think the other thing is people are chasing other things, right? Yeah, I mean like if you sure. don't – if you're right. Right. if you're highest – you know, if you're chasing something other than, than God, well, I mean you're chasing God sometimes you have to move. You have to change. You have to – Right. And so I guess it's, it's different. Not, it's not bad to just – I don't know. Like for me, like, I mean right now I'm – about to have to leave this place right and you're uh, chasing god yeah and i'm chasing god or i hope following, I yeah i mean following the right? path he has for you um and it's gonna kill me like it's like yeah. i don't want to leave st louis um it's um such a wonderful place and it's been a part of my it's become just a part of my life um, mm-hmm. and it always will be but never in the same in the same manner yeah um, and i guess but the same thing happened when I was at the seminary last right. week. And I was hanging out with my friends. And I was like, man, it is so good to be with these guys. Right. And then to leave them is tough. And then, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I got to leave. Man, that hurts a little. Yeah, I can hear. Clogged and scratchy. It's, yeah. it's getting emotional, folks. I'm just crying over here. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah. And I'm not saying moving means you're not, like, being a faithful person, no, obviously, no, no. the disciples moved all over the place. They yeah. were they were nomadic people, definitely. Um, but I, I guess I'm just talking about like the fear of commitment, yeah. the fear of staying in one place um, when it's going to push you or challenge you, the fear of committing to a person or a vocation um, because you're afraid of what you might be saying no to, yeah. or because honestly, I think inherently. All of us are afraid of the greatness inside of us. I think of the greatness inside of us. I think a lot, a lot of us realize that, yeah, I could be a great husband. I could be a great father, but I'm afraid to fail. I'm I'm afraid to do this. And like, because if I get up there, then, and then I fall, if I risk, if I risk everything to be great, I could fail. Yeah. And so we're afraid of the greatness. We're also afraid of failure, but it's like, so you're okay with mediocrity because mediocrity, it's right in the middle and you're fine with that. Yeah, it, you're neither great nor terrible, and no one gives you two extra. I don't know. No one, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. I, I lost. I lost that. One. No, but Slipped that right out I, my hand. I uh, I like that. I, that 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 kind of statement makes that rings true with my my own heart, right? Like that. Like you see these. You see these things that you could do, or you yeah. see these, uh, or you see you know the call that God has for you, and you're like, uh. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, right. maybe, but I'm going to be here for a while. I think some people know the call. Yeah. Some people know the call. Sure. Some people don't, but I hear you when you do know, know the call. I don't know. Do that right I, I found like discernment in the moment, like maybe discerning a big thing is difficult, but the call, like to be great, you know, when I was in college, I was a student minister and we had these, we had people on the campus ministry staff who, um, kind of walked with us through stuff and we, we had once week check-ins which was cool yeah and i'll never forget i went into this i her name was m julie she was awesome i went into um her office one day for our meeting 
And I was like, I just feel stuck. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I feel like I'm called to be great. But I don't know what that means because I need to be that in like all humility. And I don't remember what she said in response. I think she kind of, <laughs> she kind of was like, oh, whatever, Tom. But, uh, but like forever I've had this feeling of like, I need to, there's something inside of me calling me to greatness, like yeah. to be awesome, not just awesome at what I do, but just to be like, ah, I don't know. It sounds so, uh, prideful when you talk about it. I think we've all got this drive to kind of be more than we are. Yeah. It's the drive to holiness. I think the drive to sainthood, but it takes risks and it takes making commitments, I believe. Yeah. To say like, yeah, I am going to do this priest thing. Yeah. Here we go. There's a word in in the in the catechism, and it's a Latin word. Oh yeah. Inchoate. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's spelled like inchoate. Yeah. But in inchoate, um, it's like that within ourselves we find the seed of uh, immortality placed there by baptism. You okay. know, like this this life this this life of sanctity of holiness of uh, becoming, you know, ultimately in heaven, like more glorious than we could even imagine. Right. Yeah. Like when we see God face to face, he is also going to, like he will make us to be what we're fully meant to be and mm-hmm. more. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, we, we've been given a supernatural end by our relationship with him. Right. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, uh, I've always liked that kind of like seed metaphor because that's where that word comes from. It mean like in Greek, I think it means seed or something. Okay. The beginning, um, and uh, once a seed starts to grow, like I mean, you think of a, a seed. Seeds, they're, they're amazing. You mm-hmm. could like literally freeze them for yeah millions of years. There's, yeah. It's this is one of the coolest random trivial facts that I know. In like. Uh, <laughs> Iceland, oh, yeah. there's a seed bank. Which is green, by the way. Iceland is green. Yeah, but it's still really cold. Greenland is full of ice. Anyway, it's very cold. <laughs> That's uh, the one fact that I know. <laughs> yeah, so they... Uh, <laughs> that is ironic. Um, they have a seed bank that they're just like taking seeds huh. from all over the world in case uh, in case there's like a strain of something that wipes out uh, oh, one of our major crops. So, you know, like corn is all very similar at this point because we, we bred it so that we can grow it. Or like bananas. Mm-hmm. All, bananas are literally clones of one another. Like really? every banana you buy basically has the same genetic material. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, but they, they're they uh, they're taking huh. all these seeds and they're freezing them so that if we ever need the genetic material that's contained within those seeds, we'll be able to go back and do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so seeds are amazing. Relating back to relating theology. Back, <laughs> relating back to That was agriculture with Will. You know, yeah. Uh, this is my background, right? Um, and, um, being put to use. <laughs> but once a seed is germinated, uh-huh. it becomes very vulnerable. Yeah. Right? It's more vulnerable as a germinated seed that's growing uh, than it is as just a you know, a little seed that's not growing it, yeah. without water in a dry area. It's probably not going to die for a long time. It's still kind of just barely being, but it's never, it'll never really be what it's supposed to be until it breaks that seed coat yeah. and goes out. Right. And pushes out and pushes the little tiny, uh, uh, spear out of the, out of the dirt. Right. And, you know, it risks, 
the the deer coming and eating it you know the the oak tree that could be magnificent has to you know so that it's i don't know i think it's an interesting thing because um i mean it's not a perfect analogy of course i mean i think but i think that uh moment of the moment of vulnerability and saying the seed risks it all yeah to grow to grow to survive to thrive yeah to really live that's the question we have to ask ourselves like yeah am i risking am i risking it like yeah it's tough to fail and it doesn't always feel great yeah never feels great no it's terrible but oh man yeah like there's something to this greatness yeah and there's something to this committing to one thing or another that's like it speaks to who we are and it's like it's very in line with our being right well it's it's the the fulfillment of it's our response to the words of jesus in today this past week's gospel um it was not you who chose me but i who chose you yeah and i've chosen you to go and bear fruit fruit that will last right yeah. that that's the the uh, the the thing that can conquer all of those fears right mm-hmm. the the fear of um, being crushed or being destroyed or being vulnerable um, can still be there emotionally speaking or, or whatever, because there's a lot of stuff that happens in the world. Sure. But that God has a plan that, that he's the actor, right? That he's chosen. So I think that that was part of the, the reason when I wrote that petition, like there wasn't a lot of like, it was like, yep, I, I firmly believe that this is what God is calling me to do. Yeah. And, um, and you know, even as I'm talking right now, like there's still like that temptation towards fear. Right. But there's a, a great joy that comes with just like, yep, Jesus, yeah. you chose me. You told me in the gospel today yeah. that you've chosen me and you've chosen me to go bear fruit. And I'm sure like with everything, there's going to be moments when it's like, was I really supposed to do this? I don't really know. You know? And so yeah. it's important to remember that it's, it's a decision that you're making now. Mm-hmm. And that that's another thing about commitment is that it's, you know, it's a promise. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. doesn't matter how things feel in the future. Like you've committed to it for most, for most stuff. Like it's, yeah set in stone so i don't know you also need people around you to tell you uh that you belong and what you're doing so i will say that i think that you'd make a wonderful priest i'm sure but all the old ladies tell me that too so (laughs) thanks take it for what you will dude it's another (laughs) podcast idea actually Mm. uh, what people coming up to you telling you yeah yeah. Yeah. had a conversation the other day i'll tell you about it later it sounds great (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah so um pray for me as we continue to be formed as a priest here we are definitely offering prayers to you especially on staff and uh, we're preparing our hearts to uh, bid you adieu and we don't want to so it's it's going to be a tough for all of us but you'll be back well uh thank you so much for listening today and uh please pray for us and if if you uh, like the podcast get on the old itunes give us a review share it with your friends and uh, know that we're praying for you as well. Go be church. 